0: If you haven't caught on yet, my name is Anthony. I'm uh, one of the pastors here at York Street as well. Um, And I'm super excited to be launching our new sermon series this morning, When in Rome. We're going to have a look at the book of Romans. Uh, And over the next seven weeks, we're going to journey through this this letter that the Apostle Paul wrote to the Roman Church, stopping and reflecting along the way at some of the, the key theological truths that this incredible letter has in store for us. The New, New Testament Book of Romans is one of Paul's better-known letters. It's a deep theological, uh, yet, yet deeply practical at the same, same time. And this letter was, was written to a series of small house churches in, in ancient Rome, yet this letter, we find, has so much practical application for our lives today. Martin Luther studied and, and began to understand this book, uh, among others, and changed the course of modern Christianity as a result of the Protestant Reformation. And even all of these years later, we're still still um, jumping into not only Romans, but Scripture in general, to just find these deep and theological truths about our relationship with Jesus. And that's the power of Scripture, yeah? Romans is one of my, my favourite books of the Bible because it, it kind of has something for everyone. You might have heard of the, the Romans Road to Salvation. There's these, these uh, signposts throughout the book of Romans that, that allows for a new, to, new believer to, to understand the, the truth of the gospel. Yet when you look underneath that, Romans just has so much more to offer. Super deep, super practical and um, we're going to join as a, as a church over the next uh, well, six weeks, seven Sundays to unpack this book together. And so on that, Every every Sunday, maybe if you come to, we'll assume one service, maybe more. We get about half an hour together to unpack um, our, our scripture for the day, and we, we share a time in um, reflection around God's word. But see, across seven Sundays, half an hour—that's only three and a half hours together to be able to unpack this incredibly meaty book of scripture. And so, it mightn't be enough, I don't think. And so. Starting today, I'm pleased to announce that sermons will now go for three hours. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, no, no. But over this next season, I encourage you to, to help complement your, what, what you're hearing in our services by, by doing some follow-up stuff, yeah? Maybe you're a part of a small group or a Bible study, and we have some resources available to you in our, our sermon-based studies that are available out at the window there. Maybe your group might like to choose to to journey along with us and um, unpack some of Romans over the next little while. Maybe if you're not part of a small group, maybe you want to start one. Maybe you want to gather a few friends to just have a chat about Romans over the next little while. Whether you're a part of a small group or not, there's an opportunity for you on your way out today to get one of these reading plans. And so on the front is the when in Rome stuff, but on the back is a day-by-day guide over the next six weeks, seven Sundays, as to how to follow along with us as a church through the Book of Romans. So I encourage you to get on board with that. And so regardless of, of whether, um, whether you, you're part of a small group or you do it by yourself, instantly we've just multiplied our exposure to the Book of Romans. Instead of three and a half hours, just when you roll in the doors here on a Sunday, maybe you've multiplied that even 10 times, maybe 30 hours over the next seven weeks. And I can guarantee you, and I'll give you money back if this doesn't, happen. But I guarantee you, the more you press into Scripture, the more you sow into His Word, the more you learn about God and ask the Holy Spirit to to convict your heart through 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 the Scriptures, I guarantee you, your life will be changed. Guaranteed. Come and see me in seven weeks, if it's not. The only other thing is, what if you don't have a Bible? Well, I've got an answer for that too. I'll put one in your hand today. So, if you don't have a Bible... And I offer this to the early service, and I suppose it's probably only fair that I offer it to you too. This is my annual, like, offer to help you install the Bible app on your phone. Any other week, it's not available, go and ask Pastor Tim. I will help you get the Scriptures in your hand, whether it's on your phone, whether you need a paper Bible, come and see me, let's make this happen. So, who's excited about Romans? Yes, very good. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we we thank you for the privilege it is to be able to to hold your word in our hands or access it on our phones. We know that that's not the case in so many places around this world. Father God, as we, we come before your word over these next days and weeks, would you start to change our hearts? Would we have a new revelation of who you are and who we are? Father God, would you be at work in our lives? Would you draw other people into this space Would we have the conversations? Would we have the the interactions? And would we draw people into a closer relationship with you through all we do? In Jesus' name, amen. I wonder whether you have, like, a go-to TV show or a movie that no matter how you're feeling or what you're going through, you can just switch it on. You know exactly what's going on. You know all the characters. You, You don't need to think too hard. And it doesn't matter whether it's episode one or 301, you know exactly where it fits and exactly what's going on. Anyone got... Yeah? Like, my generation of people, maybe it was, like, friends. Or there's, there's this... It, it, you don't have to think. It's just, like, yeah, it's playing. You're not really taking it in. It's just your comfort show or your comfort movie. I wonder whether you like that with Scripture. I wonder whether you have a go-to in your Bible. Maybe you're drawn to the Gospels because it's the work and life of Jesus, right? That's the, the foundation of our faith. Amazing. Maybe it's, maybe it's the letters. Maybe how, how do we, we live as followers of Jesus that, that draws you in? Or maybe you like to tackle the Old Testament and the, the history of the, the Hebrew nation and, and how um, there was such a need for Jesus. Whatever the scenario is, anyone got a favourite book like Obadiah? Not many, okay. Hosea, Lamentations. (laughs) See, the thing with those those comfort things, like whether it's the TV show or whether it's a a book in Scripture, it's usually around our understanding, how comfortable we feel with it. So the more time we spend in it, the more time we reflect, the more we learn about it, the more comfortable it becomes, the more familiar it becomes. And so... May that be our encouragement as we, we jump into Romans. Maybe we've, we've heard it all before. But the thing with Scripture, and even sometimes with TV shows, every time you open it, sometimes you notice something different. And in fact, with Scripture, the Holy Spirit can reveal new things to you all of the time. And that's the beauty of it. So I encourage you to jump in this, this season. So as we have a look at the next seven weeks going through Romans... Today is kind of a, an overview, an introduction to, to the book. And there's three things we need to consider. The first is, who's the author of the book? Any thoughts? Paul? Yeah? Sorry. <laughs> yeah. We also need to consider the audience. Who's it written to? Why was it written? And the third, if we have, if we have an understanding of the author and we have an understanding of the audience, maybe just then we'll have a clearer picture of the message. So we're going to have a look at those three things today. And so this can be applied to any book of the Bible. When you come before Scripture, if you can consider the author, the the audience, and and then the message, you're going to have a a far greater understanding and ability to to press into it even more and learn more about what God's trying to teach you. So we're going to start at the very beginning, which I've heard is a very good place to start. We're looking at Romans, chapter 1, verse 1. It says this, Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God, the gospel he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, regarding his son who, as to his earthly life, was a descendant of David, and who through the spirit of holiness was appointed the son of God in power by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Through him we receive grace and apostleship to call all the Gentiles to the obedience that comes from faith for his namesake. And you also are among those Gentiles who are called to belong to Jesus Christ. And so we soon learn the first word that the author is Paul. The Apostle Paul, we're introduced to him in the book of Acts, the book before Romans. And so if you want to do a bit of back study, a bit of homework to find out a bit more about Paul, Acts is where you want to head. And so Paul, or Saul as he was known originally, was, was a Jewish Pharisee, one of the, the uh, leaders of the, the Jewish law. And he was initially charged with persecuting new Christians. He was, he was going around trying to chase them up and get rid of them. But after a radical, transformative experience with the risen Jesus, almost instantly, On the road to Damascus, Paul's life is turned around. After this encounter with Jesus, Paul becomes this fervent follower and and dedicates his life to spreading the message of the gospel. Throughout his ministry, he, he travels far and wide, establishing churches and mentoring believers. In an instant, his life is changed by Jesus and he commits his life to following him. Paul introduces himself as, as a servant of Jesus Christ in verse 1, literally like a slave, which is kind of pretty interesting given that 30% of the, the Roman Empire at that time were actual slaves. It seems countercultural that he would identify himself as a slave to Jesus. It doesn't make heaps of sense to us today either. We get this idea of freedom where we're, we're without restrictions, where we can do whatever we want, where we can do just what our heart desires and there's no consequence. This is our idea of freedom. Yet Paul, he has a very different understanding of what a life following Jesus would look like. In fact, he wants to, to experience true freedom and that's found through submission to Jesus as the Lord and Saviour of his life and devoting himself to his teachings and living them out. And so throughout these next few weeks, we'll start to pick up some of these notions around, around slavery, around freedom, and around devotion, what it looks like to live called into the purpose of Jesus. And so Paul's our author, and who's he writing to? The name gives it away, the Romans. We pick up in verse 7, to all in Rome who are loved by God and called to be his holy people. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you because your faith is being reported all over the world. God, whom I serve in my spirit in preaching the gospel of his Son, is my witness how constantly I remember you in my prayers at all times. And I pray that now, at last, by God's will, that that the way may be open for me to come to you. See, Paul has written many of the letters of the New Testament and often it's based on an interaction with that church. Maybe he's um, been there and maybe he's following up to make sure they're on track. But that's not the case with the Roman church. He's, he's been on this quest to try and get to Rome and even further to Spain, but he hasn't been there yet. He, he, and so this is almost an introduction letter to say, hey, I'm on my way. I haven't forgotten about you. I'm coming. I'm coming. Verse 11 says, I long to see you so that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to make you strong. That is, that you and I may, may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. I do, know what, I do not want you to be unaware, brothers and sisters, that I, I planned many times to come to you, but have been prevented from doing so until now, in order that I might have a harvest among you, just as I have had among the other Gentiles. I'm a debtor to both Greeks and non-Greeks, Jewish people and non-Jewish people, both to the wise and the foolish. That is why I'm so eager to preach the gospel also to you who are in Rome. So the primary audience is is the Christians in Rome. But a bit of backstory for that. This book's written about five years, five to seven years after the life of Jesus. And so during that time in Rome, the Jewish Christians have been sent away. They're not allowed. And only just in the past few years, in these past few, in, like this section of time, have they been allowed in. So there's these two groups of Christians, the Gentile Christians and the Jewish Christians. Both have an understanding of the Gospel but the way to live it out is very, very different. And so there's these two groups of people and there's differences between them. How they worship, what they, what they eat and what they can and can't do. These understandings of the Jewish law and this new life in Christ. And so, while the book of Romans is, is written to the Romans at this time, the Christian, Christians in Rome, its message actually transcends all that. It, its timeless truths continue to inspire and guide us today. But why is that the case? Why is this still a, a, an active, living, book that can can influence our lives all these years later? Well, it's the message. Because of the message that Romans contains. So verse 16 says, "'For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. For in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed.'" a righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. This is the core message of the entire book of Romans. The gospel is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. This is the message of the gospel and this is the message of Romans. And so Paul delves into this transformative power of the gospel, emphasising that, that the righteousness, the, the holiness, the, the, the complete perfection and faithfulness of God is, is encapsulated in this gospel message. And this is the key to salvation. This is the key to an open relationship with God the Father. Paul identifies that this power, this is the power of that message. We're going to unpack this even further over the coming weeks. Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. These words reflect Paul's unwavering conviction about the transformative power of the gospel. He, he's experienced it firsthand. He had an interaction on that road to Damascus with the risen Jesus. And his life, has changed forever. He can't go back to the way it once was and he can't contain it. He wants to tell everyone about it. Moving on to verse 17, Paul shifts his focus to the righteousness of God, stating, for for in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last. Just as it's written, the righteous will live by faith. See, right standing with God, the way to access God is revealed through this gospel message, not achieved by human effort or what we do. And that's what it used to be like under the Jewish law. So that's why there's this, this challenge between the, the two groups of Christians in Rome. There was a way you were expected to live, provide sacrifices and offerings, a way the, the things you would eat, There was a way of doing life that's been thrown on its head as a result of the gospel. It's a free gift. It's not through human effort. And so this is the message. This is the message that Paul is so confident in. And so much so that he calls himself a slave to Jesus. See, Paul sees himself as a a slave, not not under obligation, but as an offering. he has this, this deep, deep desire to want to share the gospel, which he's not ashamed of, he's so confident of. I wonder whether we're so confident. Would we be willing to say that we are slaves to the cause of Christ? Are we so, so affected by our personal story, our personal interaction with Jesus? A lot of us in this room have had them. Well, maybe yours is still on its way. But are we willing to, to stand up and say, this, this has happened to me, Jesus has changed my life and I can't help but tell people all about it. I wonder whether we have the confidence in the power of the gospel today. So today, as we've had a look at providing some context to the the book of Romans, as we're going to unpack it over the next six weeks, we've had a look at the author, Paul. We've had a look at the, the audience, which is the Roman church. And we happen to be beneficiaries too, all these years later. And the message, the message is the key. The message of the gospel is what brings salvation it is the power of god and this is what brings transformation to our lives this my friends is good news it's precisely what gospel means good news in fact it's the greatest news guys i wonder whether over the coming weeks and months as we we press into the book of romans whether we might leave this seven-week journey together having more confidence, having a deeper understanding of the power of God through the Gospel and its ability to transform our lives. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the incredible message of the Book of Romans. Father God, would you... Encourage us over these next weeks. Would you be with us through this series as we explore your word? Would you open the eyes of our heart to, to the depth and the, the beauty of the, the message of the gospel? Would we walk away from today, would we walk away from this series having a richer understanding of your heart for us and who you call us to be? Would we experience the, the transformative power of the gospel through our interactions, not only on Sundays, but throughout the week when we press into this, this book? And Father God, would you send your Holy Spirit upon us to convict us when there's, there's parts of our lives that, that don't line up with your will? Would you highlight them to us? Would you guide, them through, would you guide us through that? Would we have a real revelation of your plan and purpose for our lives this week and always we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. If you would like prayer or to find our sermon-based studies, please head to our website or check the description below for a link. If you enjoyed the video, feel free to share the video, like, subscribe and hit the bell icon for updates of when we release new videos. Remember, Life can be tough, so let's do it together.